welcome to episode 96 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I am Janelle of the Vecchio family. Clan Vecchio. <laughs> Mrs. Old Lady. That's right. Oh, Mrs. Old Man. Well, it is actually, yeah. It's the masculine form. You know how that goes with those Latin languages. I found a vecchia in Italy, though. We took a picture under it. Yeah, it just means the feminine form. So, anyway, we don't need to get into that. Semantics. Sure. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Happy post-Thanksgiving week. We were going to record. Yeah, we always say we're going to do that on vacation, and it very rarely happens. But, you know... We're enjoying family and stuff like that, so gotta do what you gotta do. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, hope you guys are doing well. We had a good Thanksgiving break. We're back at school now, and um, I guess we should get into it, right? Yes. Well, we're going to start off right away with some fights. So we kicked off a break with one of the the um, best playdates we've ever done. Yeah, I guess so. We went to an amusement park. Let the kids each take a friend to Knott's Berry Farm. Because that's how we roll. We had to borrow uh, mom and dad's big car because we only have a five-seater. And we took them out to Knott's for the day. It was pretty great. It was pretty fun. Had a good time. It was crowded, but not too bad. Yeah, we got on enough. Yeah. I thought it'd be way more crowded for a Saturday. Yeah, it wasn't bad. On a holiday week. But you know what was bad? This story we're going to tell you. That's right, because this is fights. This isn't just friendly vacation time segment here. So, there's a ride in the Fiesta Village area. I can't even what the actual name of the ride is. Do you remember? The the swings. It's like those typical carnival ride swing spinny things where there's a bunch of swings all dangling from their own chain. And it spins around, right? Well, Phil and I um, exceed the weight limit. That's not a necessary fact for them to know, but yes. Well, I want them to know why we weren't on there. Well, sometimes we just let the kids go on a ride without us. It doesn't have to mean we're too fat for it. <laughs> well, but in this case, in that this was, case, that that's was why. So, um, Audrey had her friend um, save her a swing because you're not allowed to bring your bag on the ride, and they said you have to put your bag over on this grassy area. Yeah, because Audrey set it down near where their spot was on the cement, and they said it had to go in the grass. Well, just to rewind just a moment, they were the first ones in line. Like, they didn't make it in the previous ride, so they were first ones up. first picks. So, Audrey's friend, Luke, and Luke's friend all rush over, and they get a group of four chairs all together. And Audrey goes over to put the bag down. And the, the friend's bag's... Too. Yeah, like all they all, each had bags. So Audrey ran all the, everyone's bags over while they had it. Her Audrey's friend was sitting in one chair and was physically holding holding the swing the chair that Audrey was in. And what happened next? So 
an adult woman comes over as Audrey's going to sit down in the swing and grabs it and goes, I had this swing. No, she said, this one's taken. That's this what one's taken. And Audrey's like, um, like, what do I do? And she and comes over to us because we're standing like at the fence. Well, like, what I do saw I do? it. We saw it. Right. So I immediately started yelling at her. And then I'm like, I can't go in because I'm. We're outside the, the gate. ride. We call over to the like ride and operator. She's like guy. ignoring us. She sits in the swing and looks the other direction. The adult woman who grabbed a swing from a child. And at this point, everyone else has filled up all the other swings. There's not enough spots for Audrey to sit anywhere. Yeah. So we so call they over. Overfilled. Right. They let the too many people in. Too. But remember, they were the first ones in, so they should have had first pick. Yeah. So the guy comes over. We, I, we call over, hey, excuse me. And the guy comes over to us and we explain it. And he goes, well, I can't make anyone get off. So she's just going to have to wait for the next ride. And or, you're like. <laughs> what did I say? And, and Phil's like, so you can make a little kid exit the ride? But, but just you, not an adult. Just not an adult? He's like, I don't know what to do, man. And I'm like, well. She was the first in line, so she's not waiting for the next one. So you got to figure something out. I don't know. And I say, Audrey, stay there. Don't move. Because they can't turn the ride on Yeah. if she's standing there. And they said they can't physically remove them. Yeah. So the guys are, like, just kind of standing there looking at us. Then the, uh, well, because then the other operator guy comes down. And he's like, what's going on? And we explain it. He's like, well, I didn't witness it. Um... So I can't do anything. And I'm like, well, we did. And all, and all these, these people, other people and did. And sure enough, like, of all the times, like, sometimes people, like, aren't on our side. They think we're too, like, rigid about rules. But they were yelling about it. We had a whole line of people on the other side of the fence with us. Like, yeah, that lady. That lady. I saw her grab it out of her take hand. Take it out of a little kid's hand. And he's like, well, I don't know what to do. So finally, as they're, like, kind of, like, him and Han, and they don't know what they're going to do, this other guy gets up, who's sitting on the other side of, of our kids. Like, they were in, he was in front of them. And the other lady was behind was them. Was behind them. He gets up, and he's like, well, she can have my seat. And he, like, walks off the ride. And then, like, the guy lets Audrey go sit down, and they start up the ride. And so I go over to the guy, <laughs> and I was like, hey, I just want to say thank you. That was really kind of you, you know. And he's like, well, it was my girlfriend that took her seat. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that was that was pretty lame. And he's like, well, she didn't know she was sitting there. And I'm like, actually, she, like, physically grabbed it out of her hands. We all watched her do it. And we're it. all talking to her, and she's looking the other direction. Yeah, and he's like, well, we're all good now anyway, right? I'm like, it's cool. Like, we're good now. You gave her a seat, so, oh, well. And the whole rest of the ride, the lady just scowled yep. on her face and, like, looked away from the crowd. And one of the ladies who was standing behind us came up to us and was like, you think if she stole a seat from a little kid, she'd at least pretend to be enjoying herself, you know? <laughs> and the lady just wouldn't make eye contact with no. anyone in the crowd the whole time because no. we all saw her do it. She was... I, I just can't believe people like that exist yeah. in the world. Well, like, the, what in the world? And the thing is, first of all, it's a dumb kid's carnival ride. We're not talking, like, you know, the, the e-ticket attraction. And it wasn't, like... A two-hour wait. No, they waited ten minutes tops. But that's not the point. Like, why should Audrey have to go and leave the ride when all her friends are on there? Or make all the kids get off? Right. Like, it's totally unfair. And... It was great, though. Audrey was, still her gra- stood her ground. Yeah, she, she didn't, didn't leave. Move. 
And she came off. She's all, I don't understand why that lady grabbed the chair out of my hand. <laughs> like, Audrey was, like, sitting down. Yeah. And the lady grabbed it. Well, my favorite part, in addition to Audrey being brave and holding her ground, was that we actually had the crowd on our side for once. Everyone mm-hmm. witnessed this lady do it. It was a ridiculous behavior for an adult to exhibit. Mm-hmm. And then the funny part is that the guy that gave it up was his boyfriend, or her boyfriend, and realized, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh I can't, can't believe, believe she's, she's holding up the whole ride like, for this. Maybe, maybe have a conversation, because that relationship is... Not good. Well, and the thing is, there may have been another seat. I don't know if they overfilled it or if there was one on the backside away from their friends. I'm not sure. But it still doesn't mean, like, if anyone needs to do it, it's the lady who... who snatched it. Snatched it, right. Like, she got there, she was at the end of the line. You, If you want to, you can always wait for the next round and but get your the pick of the is, seats. But then the thing is, is Audrey would have had her pick of the seats if they didn't say, come back here... Yeah, because she'd already gotten to her seat. Yeah, come back here and put your bags down over here. Right. She'd already put her bags down, went to her seat. They said, oh, you need to put them over there. So she got back out, brought it over there, and then by the time she got back, the lady snatched it out of her hand. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So. But it was a fight that I feel like was won because A, Audrey got to do it. That lady had to sit there while an entire Everybody angry watched. crowd and stared And there were a lot of people, for some reason, watching. Yeah, well, because most of the I adults let the kids go on because it's, it's a, a kid ride. ride. And I'm not saying, like, I don't like those kinds of rides. I would have done it if, you know, situation was different. But it was just crazy that this adult lady felt like that was acceptable behavior. And there we go. That's our fight. It was a good one. Good fight. All right, so now we're going to get into the news. It's that time of the show where we ask you kindly to rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Drop us an email at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram, which is a great place to be following along with all of our adventures, especially the 30-Day Steel DVD Challenge. Twitter is at Mandarian Orange and our Facebook page, Mandarian Orange Show. And definitely join our group, Mandarian Orange Show, the group, because that is where you can vote for the remainder of the Sealed DVD Challenge. There's not many days left by the time this posts, but there will be a couple. So you could help to decide what's the last few movies we watch here. And we'll give you some updates on that uh, in a little bit. But first, I have some exciting news. Um, this one is, uh, specifically exciting for our friend Kyle, listener of the show. And, um, I downloaded some new apps on my phone mm. and, um, I'm going to review them now. So this is that part of the news where I review the apps. I was shocked by one of the apps you had. Number two will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I downloaded two new apps. Well, I guess three, I don't think I had had Gmail. At the time. Did I? Well, I don't remember. The last time I... You did not. I don't think I had Gmail. You never so had Gmail. I actually downloaded the app for Gmail because I was trying to open a file from my Google Drive on the Safari, you know, I had a Safari browser open, went into Gmail, opened Google Drive and tried to download a file and it wouldn't let me do it. So I actually had to download Gmail and then... That, in addition, made me download an additional app, which was Drive. 
So I got the Gmail Drive suite, if you will. <laughs> and uh, my review of it is, it's, I guess, a little more convenient than going into Safari, but it's just two more things on my phone that I have to click to. It doesn't do anything extra except for that it allows me to get the Drive stuff. But I had to do it because my jogging mix um, that I've been doing my exercise with, um, in order to to do it to an exactly 30-minute length, I kind of make a little music mix. And in order to get that file to play, I, I couldn't figure out how to make it work except downloading it from Google Drive, and then I just play it out of there when I oh, want. Wow. So probably, I'm guessing if Josh is listening, he has already screamed and turned it off by now. But if he hasn't... He probably... At least it wasn't because of the sound quality this time. Well, hopefully, anyway. Um, and then the other app I got is I finally broke down and I downloaded a QR reader. Um, that's right. As Luke would call the guacamole reader. Yes. If you guys know what a QR code, it's a little square shape. Looks like a barcode, kind of. Um, and... You scan them with this app, and then it brings you... Sometimes it brings you to a website, or opens up a little game, or whatever it is, you know? Different images and that kind of thing. So there's a game called Guacamelee, and we played it on our Wii U. And there's a secret, like, Easter egg. If you go in a certain cave, there's a QR code. And Luke was playing it with me, and this was years ago, and we saw that. And he wanted me to scan it, and I didn't have the scanner thing, but... Whenever he would see those out in public, he calls those a guacamole, because <laughs> that's what he associates it with in the game. So anyway, why did I actually finally get it? Do you remember? It was, was for something you told me. Yeah, there was something that the kids came across that they wanted me to scan, and so I finally broke down and downloaded the scanner so I could do you it. I can't even remember. I don't even remember what it was now. Is there like a history of things you've scanned? I don't think so, babe. I don't know. Oh, oh there is. is. Oh, and you know what it was? That's right. Wiki stick. No, I did that later. Those are some of the other things I did. It is cool. It saves your history. Wow, good job, QR scanner. No, there's a awesome game that we downloaded on the Wii U, and we actually played it in Luke's oh, I um, remember that. video game challenge, and uh, or video game weekend. And it's called Three Souls, and it's on the Wii U. And of all the games I have played on the Wii U, I think it makes the best use. Wait. I think we should announce video game section, and you could put it in and then explain it. All right, fine. We'll talk further about that in the video <laughs> games. What if we don't get to it, though? Because it's so cute when Luke says video game. All right, you're right. That's worth it. Okay, well then, moving along, that's um, those are my reviews. Get the scanner if you want to scan those square thingies. And uh, other things I've scanned are the Wikisticks website and HeinzKetchup.com popped up. So, Oh, because we went to Pittsburgh. Yes, Pittsburgh, home of Heinz, Heinz ketchup. ketchup. And you never even knew. Well, at least they said that in the f- billboard in the <laughs> airport, but I never saw anything else about it. So there was knows? no factory tour. Anyway, so QR Reader, that's the bomb. And up next, important news announcement here. By the time you hear this, it'll be right around the corner, but Blue Christmas, the 21st annual Blue Christmas, is coming December 2nd. It's Sunday, and um, it's going to be at the Mission Church in Redlands. We got awesome bands playing, Rain House, 
and Stephen Wesley Giles with a band and um, Isopod, plus our musical host Jason Day. And um, it's gonna be great. It's the entire show is to benefit Mission Elementary. Why don't you tell Whoa. us about how that's gonna work? So, guys, I um, teach at Mission Elementary, and we go to a church called the Mission Redlands. So, Phil pitched the idea to the pastor. Well, we did together. Yes, definitely. I thought of the connection between the names is all. And my friend Trisha and I really, you know, hit it home. And, um... Like, we met with a principal and everything, and um, we are raising money for needy kids. Um, my school was remodeled a few years ago, and it's really nice. Like, the facility is really nice. But because of that, a lot of people don't think that kids in need go there. But we actually have kids who, like, the only meals they get are meals that they have at school. Um, we have, we serve a pretty, like, big homeless population, and there's kids who don't even, they only have, like, a couple outfits to wear, and, um, so we're setting up, like, kind of a closet, um, for them at our school, and it's just going to be a great resource for parents and kids in need where they can get those supplies, because they really shouldn't be going without that stuff. Like, it's pretty sad that they are. So, um, all all net proceeds will be going towards that at my school. So And the cool thing is that they're kind of forming sort of a partnership ongoing where the Mission Church is going to be continuing to support mm-hmm. that at Mission Elementary. So, um, very cool. So, it's a great cause. Some awesome music. We've already got a pretty good response going on our Facebook thing. People at church are buzzing. Flyers and posters are going around. I'm going to come out right now and say I think this is going to be the biggest blue Christmas since... You're going to say that? I'm going to say that right now. I think it's going to be the biggest one probably... Since the Biola days? Yeah, maybe. I think it might be. If not that, then at least, you know, in the last five or six years. For sure. Um, I, I, I'm feeling the buzz. It's very exciting. So, um, yeah. Come on out. Yeah, it's going to be Make great. Make sure you post this show before it. I I will definitely be doing that, so that'll that'll happen. All right. So um, we are going to actually talk about Thanksgiving in My Vacation Pants, because we have a couple of My Vacation Pantses. Yes, we do. To talk about. So with that, I think that covers the news, and um, we're going to move along. It's time for... The 30-Day Sealed DVD Challenge. So, we have been participating, and when I say we, I mean Phil has. Mostly me. The 30-Day Sealed DVD Challenge. Yeah. Now... Because we had like a little bit longer stretch during Thanksgiving, I got a lot of movies to go through, so I'm gonna go rapid fire, tell you what movies I watched. Like set a timer, dude. No, I'm gonna go rapid fire. I'm gonna tell you what movies I watched super fast. And I'll just chime in if I watched the beginning of them and fell asleep. Yeah, that'll be a pretty quick one. So, Um, before we talked about the first four movies, so I'm gonna start with day five, and I'm just gonna go in order. I've got the DVDs sitting next to me. 
so that I can uh, keep track of which ones they are. They're in order. So day five, we watched X-Files Fight the Future. Did you watch that with me? I started it. Oh, yeah, it's great. The first X-Files movie, very good, and uh, continues on the alien mythos. Scully. Next day, Monty Pythons, and now for something completely different. You didn't watch any of that movie, did not. Did now, it's important to note, I think I said before, a lot of these movies I've watched before or many times before, but just haven't watched this particular DVD copy for whatever reason. I made Phil get rid of his VHS um, a few years ago, and I said, type them in a list, and we'll purchase the DVDs as we find them. And he um, rubs that in my face a lot. I have a large list, though. He'll say, I used to have it on VHS. But the thing is that I, even with that, I still don't watch the physical media Who that much. Who needs that many DVDs? But here's the thing. There's a lot of them that aren't available to stream. You can't just find a lot of this stuff on streaming. So, Phil, you don't have enough time in your life to watch that many DVDs. Hence the sealed DVD challenge. So... What, you're going to do a sealed DVD challenge every year? A sealed DVD? Well, I don't know. Who knows? Last year we did Movie Pass, and uh, this year we did Sealed DVD Challenge. Who knows what it'll be next year? Next year it'll be Go on a Trip Every Day. That might be a challenge. Challenge. (laughs) All right, well, I like to keep my options open. So back to the challenge. Monty Python's, and now for something completely different. Classic. Love it. Next up, I watched 300. This one was tragic because it had been sealed for like 10 years or however long I had it. And the Warner Brothers disc actually degraded and they couldn't. I watched like the first hour and a half and couldn't watch it. No, I thought it was a problem with the printing. That's what I mean. The disc itself. You said oh, it degraded. Uh, that's true. It may have actually been a printing error. That's true. Because people, a lot of people, I look through forums and stuff and looks like. They didn't Any work. subreddits? I didn't get that. No, actually I did. I found, I was looking at some reddits because some people had like gotten refund, refunds back in the day, but the last few years it kind of petered out. It's been long enough. I'm not getting a refund at this point. Yes. So I'll be throwing that disc away after all this. Uh, then we watched Anne of Green Gables, the 1934 version. You watched that with me, right? I feel like I watched most of that. Yeah, I think you fell asleep like two-thirds no, of the way through. No, I didn't through. fall asleep. I was packing for our trip. Okay. So. Interesting take on it. I was in and out. The first half of it was like very much in line with the story for the most part. And then it like went way off the rails at the end. Now we got to look up the sequel because they actually did a sequel. Excuse me. They combined mrs barry with rachel lynn oh yeah that was her weird. name was rachel barry yeah and she was diana's mom but also had all of rachel lynn's bits Ugh, that disgusted me yeah there was some there were some weird choices but the actress legally changed her name then to Anne Shirley. Shirley. she loved the role so much and she and the whole the cast did a second movie i think it's called anne of avonlea i think Maybe not. Maybe it's a different... I can't remember what they titled it. It might be one of the other book titles, but a sequel following this one, so... Um, Then, on the airplane, on the flight out to our trip to Pennsylvania, I watched This Is Solid State, which is a series of music videos from Tooth & Nail Records, Solid State Records, and... um, Because that was short, so I picked that. Next up was Samurai Jack, which is the premiere movie. 
great show. Man, I forgot how much I love that show. I watched a little bit of it with the kids, and they got bored about 15, 20 minutes in, so mostly watched it by myself. Um, then I watched No No New Kind of Story, which is a documentary about Tooth & Nail Records, one of my favorite labels growing up, and still like a lot of their stuff. Didn't watch any of it. You didn't watch any of this stuff, so I'm just going through it. Then on the way back, on the flight back, I watched This Is Solid State Volume 3, which has uh, m- theme here. more music videos. Basically, for our trip out to Pennsylvania, I picked the shortest possible DVDs to watch because I knew I wasn't going to have much time on the trip. When I got back, I watched Howard the Duck, which is a weird, messed up movie and um, very interesting. I-, I hadn't watched it in years, and... Uh, I don't know if I will be watching it again in many years. We'll see. You should get rid of it. I might. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I already have it now at this point. It's not worth anything. Uh, then I watched with my brother and his friend, special friend, his special lady. They're official. His lady friend. You know, it was like, like Big Lebowski, you know. Yeah. My lady, still my lady friend. my special lady. Anyway, we watched Young Doctors in Love. Which is a spoof starring Michael McKean and Sean Young and Michael Richards um, about doctors. And it's pretty funny. And kind of dirty. Then with the kids, I watched Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva. That's right, you watched this one. What'd you think of that? It was great. It got the kids on on a kick of wanting to play Professor Layton movies or games. They've been playing all the DS games. Well, not all of them, but playing through them. Then I did a little Batmaning. I watched Batman Begins, which I forgot how awesome that was. It kind of gets overshadowed by The Dark Knight, but it was a great movie. And then I had already watched The Dark Knight DVD, but I kind of watched it in the middle because I was really into the whole thing and mm-hmm. I wanted to watch them in order. So I watched that and then followed up with The Dark Knight Rises, which I still stand by my original stance that it is a little bit underrated. I think people are too hard on it. It's fun. And it's a good it's a good ending to the trilogy. I don't even think I've seen it. You didn't. I went and watched it by myself. Well, you watched it by yourself again. I did. Then I watched The Imposter. Now this was uh, on the beginning of our uh, vacation out to Death Valley, and it's a like Christian movie starring <laughs> Kevin Max of DC Talk. DC and, Talk. Oh, Nelly, I'm gonna make Janelle watch at least part of it because I love cheesy Christian is, movies. I think it's up there with Christian Mingle as the like cheesiest thing I've ever watched. Christian Mingle is amazing. It is. Don't even. Christian Mingle is a work of art. I can't believe it's a movie that actually exists. They made a movie about a Christian dating site. A big old commercial. It's crazy, and this movie is. I'm telling you, it might be up there. It's real weird. It's real weird. My phone just said it's time for me to go to bed. Better wrap it up then. It's got good music, though. I did enjoy the music. Um, Then I watched Our Man Flint and In Like Flint, which are two, like, 1960s sort of James Bond spoofs before there was Austin Powers. Although they're... Watching through them again, I love them. I've watched these for years, but it's probably less spoof than you might think. It's a little goofy, but... If you watch them back to back with like a James Bond movie, it's not that far off, especially like the Roger Moore years, you know. So anyway, then I watched Jabberwocky. I watched this one, part of this one with Matthew. He didn't make it through the whole thing, but um, this is Terry Gilliam's directorial debut. And um, 
I had thought for some crazy reason, because it's only rated PG, like, I thought maybe I'd rewatch it and I'd show it to the kids and just cover their eyes on the parts I can't see. But then I'd basically just have to put a blindfold on them for the whole movie, because I forgot. It's Terry Gilliam. I don't know why I was thinking, like... Yeah, I remember there being a lot of, like, there's some violent yeah it's set it's set in the in the dark ages you know so there's all kinds of just filth around and thematically it's probably not an appropriate one no 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 i think that they do time bandits will probably be their first terry gilliam it was my first terry gilliam yeah anyway moving along then i watched clockwise which you've been eliminating from the pile for years now and I eliminated. You still didn't it, so. watch it again. So, uh, John Cleese, back to the Monty Python. I've seen it though. You've seen it, but uh, back to the stable of Monty Python actors. Well, let me just tell you. So this is the Seal DVD challenge. I'm pretty sure I bought Clockwise off his Amazon wish list for him. Yes, you did. And he came to find out that it's one of those print-on-demand DVDs. Yeah. And he's very um, perturbed about it, and he's going to have to find another one. Now, I have had a talking to about the print-on-demand option. Because this is the second time now. But it was a a CD before. (laughs) Yes. It was a CD before. But I don't understand Amazon why um, you let these things happen well that's the thing amazon is the one that prints it but there there is if you look closely on the listing i showed you now there's a spot where it says this product is available on demand or whatever and then you know that's a product i'm not interested in (laughs) well you um you um overestimate the amount of time i spent on looking through your wish list because I always use some kind of filter for it. Sometimes it's like recent price drops or it's most recently added or maybe it's the oldest added. Mm. And I just start clicking. And when I've spent my budget, I press purchase. Well, here's the thing. Speaking of Amazon wish lists, you've got to update your wish list. I have hundreds. I do. So Janelle tells me, like, because, you know, I don't always just buy stuff off of Amazon, but it's kind of a good thing to go off of, right? And Janelle told me that she updated it, so I went and looked, and she added, like, four items. Like, that, way more than four. Three-fourths of her wish list says not no longer available. I want you to find an alternative. I'm just saying, like... Just spend some time clicking around on Amazon. Add stuff. I did. I went all last night. And you came up with four items. I just buy what I want. I know. I don't need physical stuff. Just give me your love and vacation. So I'm just going to write that on a card. Love and vacation and Mm -hmm. give it to you for Christmas. This is why Janelle is a little difficult to shop for. Well, apparently Phil is not the only one that thinks that. True. Although, like, give me a Target gift card, and I'm, like, the happiest girl in the world. Really? As your husband, I'm going to give you a Target gift card. <laughs> I don't know. I really like Target. I know, but it just feels, I don't know, weak. It's one of those things where, like, in a rom-com, the husband gives the wife a, a Target gift card, and they're like, oh, the spark is gone. Okay. And then they have to go on, like, a romantic vacation to get things I don't back like together. getting flowers. I know. I don't. 
care for chocolate that much. You like C's. Mm, couple. I like Heath, the Heath, you the like California brittle. Yeah. And the little like toffee bites. That's, See? That's it. I don't like jewelry. I know. You don't wear I makeup. I don't wear makeup. I do get my hair done every once in a while. Yeah, like once every six months. Sometimes only once a year. You guys, I got like a really, really <laughs> awesome wife here. I just want to tell you. I... I'm the high maintenance one in this relationship. I don't want for anything. I have it all. And yet I want it all and want everything. Well, here's the thing. If we were like millionaires, maybe even a hundred thousandaires, I'd want to like remodel our house a little bit in our living room. Like I'd get rid of the like ace bandage curtains, maybe put some like nice window hangings. I'd like maybe get new furniture that doesn't feel uncomfortable to sit on and see if i was a millionaire i wouldn't spend money on those things still i said a hundred thousand air i still would if it impedes on my travel i am fine i don't care just give me my stained carpets and my leaky faucets but you understand that when we become millionaires or billionaires even i'm gonna wear the same clothes i'm not gonna like oh yeah upgrade to new like fancy things until they're you know broken down and then i buy new stuff like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm gonna keep the same things that i have i'm not gonna buy a new car until the car needs to be bought might fix up the cars we have and put them in tip-top condition you know as a billionaire i think that'd be worth doing take it to the mechanic a little more often maybe have two cars that fit our whole family in it instead of just one as a billionaire yes what? Maybe as a millionaire. I don't know. No, maybe as of April of 2019, well, when our car doesn't pass smog. That, but see, that's out of my hands, though. I'm saying, like, just as a frivolous, like, purchase. When you're forced to, of course. Like, that's where you're at, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty easy peasy, and I'm glad that fill the one area that he lets me like splurge in is travel because we spend a lot of money on travel yes we do yes we do but still a lot less than other people that's right for our same trips that's right that's right so well can i get back to the sealed dvd challenge now so don't get print on some mans yeah it's or just Phil not as good. Will be mad. It's not. It's not the original thing. It doesn't have the care of the person who like put it together. It's just. It's like a photocopy. Who cares if it's the same thing? Remember, like last year, Janelle had a kid. I think I can say this without saying who it was. It was like a big reader, and one day came in with this huge fat binder. Mm-hmm. He'd been reading through this book series. And he had this huge fat binder, and in it was a photocopied copy of this book series, like, you know, whatever, book seven of whatever series he was reading. Mm-hmm. And you asked him, why, like, why do you bring this? Why did you photocopy it? And he said that his mom said it was cheaper to photocopy it than buy the book. <laughs> Never mind that it's, like, illegal, illegal, you know, copyright, blah, blah, blah. But this 
see demand on demand thing is the equivalent of that photocopied book in a binder and owning it feels dirty to me except it's legal well aside from the legal part (laughs) it's just how it feels okay up next after clockwise matthew watched most of this one with me we watched come to the stable now this is one that my uncle gave us for christmas a few years ago and hadn't watched it yet it's um from like 1949 i want to say in the 40s anyway 49 yeah and um, it's about a couple of nuns who decided to build a hospital. And it was actually really well done. And I didn't realize this beforehand, but it was nominated for like six or seven Academy Awards. So it was, you know, I don't think it won, but it was a well-respected movie. And it was actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, even me, even though I love old movies and appreciate them, you kind of, like, look and go, oh, I could watch Batman Begins or an old movie from the 40s. And mm-hmm. you go, well, you know, but... When you actually sit and pay attention and watch them, like, just because they're old doesn't mean movies aren't good. My gosh. My Man Godfrey is one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. That's, and that's from, like, movie. the 30s. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Hitchcock stuff. So then, uh, when we got back from our trip, I watched Batman Returns. I watched the beginning of that. Like, you watched the first ten minutes of that, I think. No. I saw the... Um transformation of Michelle I'm Pfeiffer. pretty sure you fell asleep while she was like sewing her suit. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you didn't actually see her come out. Well, I woke up to go into my bed when, I don't know, she's doing something and the police officer says, I don't know whether I'm in love or to like arrest her or something. Yeah. So. And then she like whips them with her whip. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman. Um, and so my little sister, she actually, when this movie came out, um, was obsessed with Catwoman. I remember we saw it with, um, my stepdad when we visited him in Washington. He took us to see it at the movie theater. So obsessed with Catwoman, like... She had her grandma sew her a Catwoman suit. And, like, with the leather boots and everything. It's beautiful on her. It's so wonderful. We have, like, a video, though, of her. And I come out, and I'm, like, a cowgirl. Because, and I'm also in high school. Why am I wearing a cowgirl? (laughs) Outfit to high school. But I was kind of, I was my own person. And then... Amber is, like, on the floor, so mad. And in the video, my mom's like, why? Why are you so mad? And she's like, the boots don't fit. (laughs) But it was such a cool costume, I think. Well, I thought you were going to say, because one of the most famous... I think we brought this up before, but Janelle's home videos are famous. Mm -hmm. Like, not just with us, but... We used to watch them, like, with my friends in college as just, like, regular entertainment because they're so magical. Maybe you should splice those together. I mean, seriously, Do like, little, you got, uh, like, YouTube some YouTube channel. gold there. And one of the most famous ones, Janelle's, like, asleep, asleep. in her bed. Because here, here's the magic part about it. Every one of her home videos falls into one of a few categories. Most of them are opening presents either on a birthday or Christmas. A few a of them. A lot of present openings. Most of them. A lot of them are Janelle directing kids or and or her sister Amber 
to, you know, do things or in a play, bossing him around, basically. And then there's a few vacation ones, but the other bulk of them is Janelle's mom walking in and waking up Janelle and her sister and showing how messy their rooms are. Or filming us while we're mad, hence the Catwoman backpack. Right. Or the Catwoman costume. So this most famous of them, Janelle's mom comes in. And says, you'll never guess what I found at the store. Oh, but you're asleep. She wakes I'm you asleep. up. She Janelle's got full headgear on. Oh, full headgear. Full on headgear. So I had a on very big overbite. And her mom comes in and is like, you'll never guess what I found. And she's like, Janelle goes, what? I found at the store. What? A Catwoman backpack. Oh, no, I'm saying it backwards. Janelle said it. She's I telling, said it. Janelle's telling your mom, guess what I found at the store? A Catwoman backpack. And your mom's like, no, I did. No, I did. <laughs> I was so happy. I thought a Catwoman backpack. And I'll never the part my mom it. did was she came in and filmed my messy room. Right, right, Because right. we had to make videos for my sister because she would live in Washington for the summer. So we, like... Update her on videos. So she came in and said, Say, Amber, it's not all your fault that the room's messy. <laughs> Look how messy it is even when you're gone. So famous is this quote that it was one of the three that I chose to be featured on the Our Ladies of Independent Rock CD that we released mm. with Potvox Music in 2003. It's a hidden track, and there are three clips from Janelle's home videos on there. And, um, it's worth getting just to hear those, seriously. So, it's available from Potvox Music now. And it has a lot of good music on it, yeah, too. Yeah, it does, too. Including Janelle singing. Well, I wasn't talking about me. That would be uh, me. But, um, Janelle's home videos are epic. Catwoman backpack. Then, after Batman Returns, last night I watched The Rock. With Sean Connery. 1996? I think it was 94. 94? Uh, it doesn't say a date on the DVD, so I don't know. Not sure. Somewhere in there. Mid nineties, though, for sure. And that was that was a fun romp. Uh, you know, Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage. I didn't remember it being like R. I always pictured it like a PG thirteen one in my brain, but it's definitely yeah, not. Yeah, I, I pictured it as a PG thirteen one. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> like, not. It really. Well, so I'm watching it like late last night after Janelle went to bed. Did you, did you start it with me? Or yeah. You started the first few minutes. No, you started it, and then, because I was on Thanksgiving oh, that's right. schedule. And so I'm watching it, and then I hear, like, pitter-patter in the hallway, and I thought maybe it was the kids coming in. It was, like, a real violent scene where they're like, <laughs> F this, F that. And I'm like, oh, no. So I, like, paused it real quick, and then it was Janelle coming in, and she watched it. And I was like, I know how I can fall asleep. If I come in here and watch, watch a, a movie. movie with you. And it worked. I was asleep in like 10 minutes. I don't think you've made it all the way through any of these movies, have it you? It was 96, by the way. You I haven't? Oh, okay, 96. You're right. I haven't made it through a single one. Not a single one of the whole entire time. Oh, no, you did. Professor Layton. I think that's the only one you made it through. Oh, I did make it through that one. So one movie in all of them so far. And Anna Green Gables, mostly. Mostly. I had to go get some packing done. And that brings us up current. Tonight I'll be watching Treasure Island, the version with Elijah Wood and uh, Donald Sutherland, and um, it should be interesting. Who was his girlfriend in this? 
I don't know. I didn't recognize her. I recognized her. Oh, I know what she's from. She's from 90210. Oh. Uh, I, I was like... Jim Caviezel has a very small, tiny role, like non-speaking role in it. Oh. Is he one of the soldiers? He's like a pilot in a jet. I mean, it just shows him, like, give a thumbs up or something and then pans off of him, but it's that's definitely funny. him. So. Anyway, that's uh, that's the, sealed D- the 30-day sealed DVD challenge. Like I said, if you would like to get in on the voting and help to influence the remainder of the movies, then you guys can join our Facebook group, the Mandarin Orange Show, the group, and there's an ongoing survey in there. Vote, vote, vote. Tell us what you want us to see. I also occasionally post some surveys on the Instagram feed, so keep an eye there as well. Tomorrow you should do, like, a kid elimination, and we should watch it with the kids. I do have a few kid movies left, so... They've watched, they've only watched two of them so far, because... That's only two that are appropriate. Yeah. I mean, you know. Anyway, um, it's time to move along to listener mail. You got mail. We got listener mail? Well, yes. So first of all, very briefly, we have to do a follow-up on last week's cliffhanger, because we said, uh, we read a letter from someone named Nini. Fuller, and we wanted people to guess who it was. Do you remember? Oh, right. Because she said, Y'all are the bomb, Bushamu, Mushka, love you. Yeah. Oh, Moishka, sorry. Yeah. And, um, drumroll, please. Who is Nini Fuller? Well, some of us call her Muma. How many nicknames does she have? Other people call her Mudder. Which is short for Muddership. Um, Nini, Grandma. She's got, she's got several names. She's your mom. She's my mom. I just wanted to point it out because you, you and your family, you and your mom and your sister, mostly the three of you, have your own language you speak. It's like... That movie Nell. Yes. Where she's like isolated and then and she like all, creates I'm her own. She's and my baby uh, and my baby. You guys have your own like home language that no one else speaks. I speak it as a second language, so I'm I'm fluent. You, you've learned. It. I'm fluent, but it's not my native tongue. So there are occasions when you guys will say something and I'll be like, "What?" But I speak it mostly now. Yes. Um, a lot of it is just kind of nonsense words, but it's more the, like, inflection in what you say. You're gonna be a good pet. <laughs> yep. And, and, uh, if you say, like, what, do some nicknames that you tell the kids. What are the kids' nicknames? Um, my nicknames for my own children. Boosh. Booshamoo. Booshamoo. Booshama. Uh, Shabbat A lot of them kind of sound like speaking in tongues. <laughs> but again, it's all about Besame. the inflection. Besame. Mm-hmm. Besame day. A- another movie that it reminds me of is Pootie Tang. <laughs> Once again, you just kind of have, you guys, but you all understand oh, each other. Oh, in the Running Town. Yeah. I think, like, when you live with all women your entire life, you just, you just get in sync. And, um, 
It was good. It was good coping. Well, I mean, in a lot of families, like, my family has phrases and things that we say that are, you know, very inside that don't make sense unless you're us. But we still generally speak English. No, you guys use words I don't understand. Yeah, but, but that's different. just intellectual. But I'm saying, like, we have things like... Uh, like, we call uh, our bathroom kit when you take it on the road. Mm, we call it mess kit. The mess kit. Even though that's, like, a food thing. But I just grew up saying that, so and that's the mess kit. wipers. Wipers? I don't think that's weird at all. <laughs> Baby wipers? <laughs> wipers are what you put on the car. Baby wipers. Yeah. You guys have your weird stuff. I'm just saying. But do you have the cutest pup? Janelle had a brother who was a dog. Cody Doody Doofus Doggy Do. When we went and visited her before we were married at her mom's house, there was more pictures of the dog on the fridge and in the car. She had a special portrait. Like, I don't even know if you were on the wall, but the dog was. (laughs) I was. I had my 15-year-old teen dream portrait. Oh, that's true. Your glamour shots. (laughs) Well, Yeah. So. so that's the follow-up to that letter there. But also, we got some actual mail. And I right. I meant to talk about this a couple weeks ago, but we didn't get time to get to it. So I wanted to mention it real quick here. But a uh, listener to the show, I'm going to grab the stuff here, the physical mail. And uh, listener and friend of the show, Mark Kalmbach. Um, he's sent actually sent me a lot of cool things um, over the last... I don't know, a couple of years, I guess, maybe, or a year or so. Um, and I'm going to post some pictures. In fact, I want you to do this while I'm talking about it, Janelle. You're going to take a picture of these and post it in the group so people can see how cool it is. But you got to, like, blur out the address. the address, right? So when Mark is an artist. He's a comic artist, super talented. And he sends, like, he sent a couple packages of books to me, um, one of which was a Family Ties book. Which is super rad, because I do another podcast about family ties. And um, he draws these really cool, like, comic characters on the outside of it. Like, envelope art. And so, we're going to post a couple pictures of those. One of them, the first one that I have here is Brax the Alien Rocker, which is my comic character that I made. Except that he actually drew it like an actual comic artist instead of my little vector graphics. Another one here is, like, a funny, like, Mickey Mouse character, but he's, like, all huge in a trench coat. And so, anyway, he drew a couple of cool things like that, so I saved those envelopes. And then recently, this most recent one, which is why I had to mention it, um, as you guys probably know, I'm a Nintendo fan, and recently had uh, some of my stuff featured on the NES Pursuit um, by uh, Pixel Game Squad guys. Which is now on Amazon Prime, by the yeah, way. Yeah, check it out. So check it out. Um, so he sent me a Nintendo game, an original NES cartridge of Pirates, which is a game I don't have, and it's actually still in the uh, sleeve. It's got a battery pack, so it's one of the few games on the original NES you could actually save. Um, Legend of Zelda and Zelda Two being a couple of others, but not very many of them had this, and it's actually got the battery pack. And it also includes the manual to the game and a little, like, map that was probably a pack-in with the game when it was originally sold. Um, So, so, so excited for this. So, thank you, Mark, for that awesome thing. And um, Janelle's going to post some pictures 
of this stuff in our group. So you guys should check that out. You want to get this too, Janelle? Get the Pirates map. Oh, yeah. You got to get this here. Including that original Nintendo seal of quality. So that's that listener I don't mail. Have to blur anything out. Yeah, me. that's right. This is just good. I'm making a shadow. Just don't get my phone. don't get my belly in the picture. Can you like hold it in the light? Mm-hmm. Well, while we're getting this photo taken care of, we got one last thing we're gonna talk about: my vacation pants. Put on your vacation pants. What about video games? Well, okay, we'll get to that next after that. Okay. So, we have had a lot of my vacation pantsing. Not because I've actually been blogging, but because we've been taking trips. We have done a lot of Instagram posts and Facebook things and, and some such. some people, that's, like, all they do. Right. I mean, the blogging, honestly, is probably a little bit antiquated for a lot of younger folk these days. Right. Blogs what your parents do, you know. <laughs> it's old school. Since we last spoke, we did two trips. The first one was our trip to Hershey, Pennsylvania. And my goodness, this was an amazing thing. We did it over a weekend, and it was for Audrey's birthday presents. And it was so much better than I even... I was so excited about it, but... It was so much, like, better and deeper and inspiring. Yeah, so Audrey read the biography or a, you know, kid's biography of um, Hershey. William Hershey? Milton. Milton. Oh, how could I forget? Milton Hershey. And um, so she read this kid's biography of Milton Hershey, and she was all excited about it. And so for the kids' birthdays, as we kind of mentioned before, we've been doing experiential gifts taking them on a trip or whatever. Janelle found super cheap airfare out to Pittsburgh, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump over to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So we booked it as Audrey's uh, trip for her birthday. And 100 bucks round trip. Yeah. Which is great. So anyway, so we go out there, and there's a factory tour. The kids love factory mm -hmm. tours. And then we did, the, they have all these different experiences there. They have Hershey's Chocolate World. The the ride, the, the factory tour itself is a ride, like a dark ride that you go on. They give you chocolate at the end. That was really cool. We did a chocolate tasting thing. just walking thing. off the street. Yeah, that, that part's free. But then we also did a chocolate tasting. We did Make Your Own Candy Bar, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. We did, there's like a 4D movie. And then, like for me, the highlight was we did a trolley tour around town. And we learned all about the history of the town and how it came to be and the history of Milton Hershey. And he was an amazing, inspiring guy. I cannot believe a movie has not been made of his life yet. Really? And I hope to change that someday because it, it's so he was so inspiring. He was a millionaire, billionaire along the lines of a contemporary of like Rockefeller and, you know, those guys. And yet he gave away all of his money, not... Like when he died, but while he was alive, gave away all of his money um, to help the people that he worked that worked for him and people around him. But also, he and his wife couldn't have kids, and so they started this orphanage. Um, but it was more than just an orphanage; it was a school for orphans where they got educated and they they lived in houses with like a house parents that were there, mm 
um, you know, over watching them and having like, you know, real dinners and meals with them. So they actually got to have, you know, a proper upbringing. And when he, before he died, he left all of his money, gave it all, including all the future profits of the Hershey company to this school for orphans and now serving underprivileged and, you know, needy kids as well, because people, I guess parents don't die as much. So there's not as many orphans left in the world. Interesting fact. And so the tour guide on this bus ride was, this trolley ride, was telling us all about it. And he, you know, was, when we got to the school, actually was very, like, emotional about it and told yeah. us how great it was. And he was a retired engineer. Yeah, who did this who now for fun, this. basically. His wife said, stop standing around. You're bored. Go do something. <laughs> so he's in the middle of telling us this inspiring story, and then he reveals to us. He was one of the orphans. Like he was, he went to the school, and that's part of why he's so passionate about it. I just started sobbing. Oh my gosh! This is like a tour on a trolley around a chocolate town, and it was just amazing. The whole and it just goes on and on. So many great little stories about how he took care of people and was so generous, and you know, just he said that, um, you know, a lot of times this is like a lottery ticket out of. The like getting into the school is like right. winning the lottery, and I don't know. I just it was amazing because I did not expect it. I thought we were gonna go to a silly chocolate factory thing and then it would be fun mm-hmm. and we'd eat chocolate and go home. And we did all those things too, but it was really, really inspiring and interesting. In fact, even the creation, he invented milk chocolate because at the time chocolate was so expensive, it was only for rich people, and he wanted to have you know, poor people be able to experience yummy tastes and a sweet treat and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, also to make money, but his, his philosophy, and he actually made a slogan for the company was chocolate for everyone. He invented this milk chocolate and made it much more affordable and that way everyone got to try it. Yeah. It, so many of the things that we learned about him make me wonder how much Roald Dahl made Willy Wonka based on him. Yeah. Definitely got there some story beats from his story, so... It was pretty awesome. It was great. And then we went on our Thanksgiving trip to Death Valley. Yeah. And Red Rock Canyon. Less than a week later? Just, yeah. Turned right back around. Got home on a Tuesday and left again on Friday. And I did all my parent-teacher conferences, and then we were gone again. So we went back to Death Valley with my family this time, and that was great. It's very freeing going back to a place that you've been before or that you've gone to recently, because I didn't feel like we had to cram as much in. Although we did a ton of stuff still, but it's just more relaxing. It's just so relaxing, and then, you know, when you're traveling to a place for the first time, you really want to capture it, like, for your memories. And sometimes you don't get to enjoy it as much... So this time, I really, like, I still took tons of pictures, but I really sat back and, like, took it all in. Well, and because we were familiar with it, we were recently there, you're not, like, you didn't have to navigate most of the time. Because I just, I knew where we were going, you know. So just, it's very relaxing. It's so beautiful there. We got in for free with Audrey's. uh, Every kid in a park. Thing, because she's in fourth grade. And then we went from there to, um, headed over to Laughlin and along the way went to Red Rocks, Red Rocks National Conservation Area, which we also got into for free with Audrey's thing. 
So it's not just the national parks, people. You get into the conservation areas as well. And this, this was one I hadn't refuge. been to. I hadn't been there either. You thought you had, but then Dad told you it was actually something It was different. Valley of Fire State Park, which is near there. But I had been confusing them. I thought I'd been to this one, too. So It's really pretty. And yeah. it's, it, it's good if you, like, maybe can't... Um, I mean, they have beautiful hikes, too, but if if you can't get out of the car, like, there's a beautiful scenic drive where you don't yeah. even have to get out of the car. But we did do a little walk in there, a couple little walks. Petroglyphs. And the boardwalk. Pictographs. And um, actually, I'm pretty proud because basically every day of this vacation, we did a walk or a hike of some sort, mm-hmm. sometimes multiple. Yeah. So that was pretty great. Then we went from there. We drove down the strip of Las Vegas. On our way to Laughlin. The kids really want to go on a trip there because they haven't been. Yeah, they weren't old enough to remember really going there. They said it was the most beautiful futuristic city they've ever seen. (laughs) We're like, Luke, you don't remember when you were like two and you said, look, it's an obelisk. He didn't. He knows what an obelisk (laughs) is, though, but he didn't remember going (laughs) there. Ever saying that. So that was pretty fun. And then we went to Laughlin, our traditional Thanksgiving Laughlin trip. And um, had a grand old time there. And um, some of the highlights were B-dubs. Right. We always go to Buffalo Wild Wings and play trivia for hours on end. And, like, the service is really terrible. Like, I am telling you, like, in a couple-hour time period, I think she came over twice. Yeah, we got one like refill of the drinks. delivered the food. We got one refill. But I don't even care because I'm playing trivia. It's so fun. And Phil dominated. Dominated. Need to get myself on a game show, wife. Come on. Try it out for Jeopardy. Like, nobody could touch him. And then, so. Well, I didn't this, win every round. I know. I won a round. Um. So then, like. A couple times, everybody's like, not me, but everybody else was like, I'm going to pick sports so he can't win. And you still won. Yeah, because none of them know about sports either. So it's not like it a, a strength for them. <laughs> we None of us got them, so that's why. But uh, we also went on our hike up to the Petroglyphs there. And we went and went to the highest rock at the top of the canyon. And even though, like, I've... I've uh, put on a few pounds since Europe, I made it to the top of the mountain right. and I wasn't like completely out of breath. As did all the kids and my dad and brother too. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> and sister. Um, and then we went to Oatman, the um, old mining uh, ghost town, which turned out to be absolutely insane. They had like a bike rally there and there were like thousands of people crammed in this little tiny ghost town. Yeah, we went into a restaurant to, like, eat lunch, and she's all, it's first come, first serve. And I'm like, okay. So, like, we basically just walked around for 20 minutes and then left. It was It was kind of, like, stressful, even. It was stressful, and usually when we go there, we're, like, the only people there. Yeah, there's, like, two or three other cars. So, so we didn't do, that, that part was, I mean, it was fine going up there, but it was a little bit of a bust. Yeah. Um, we went and saw a couple movies. We saw The Grinch. We saw Wreck-It Ralph, both of which were really, 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 really good. 
And we saw Robin Hood, which I think is highly underrated. I really liked it, guys. I really did. It totally bombed. People are really, like, harsh on it. But it's like the Fast and the Furious, uh, you know, Sherwood Forest edition. What did David say? Robin Hood, Sherwood Drift, or something like that. I thought it was, like, uh, 300, like, highly stylized. Yeah. It was like if you mix 300 with Fast and the Furious and set it in merry old England. <laughs> well, and, like, they were wearing, like, modern-day clothes in some scenes, and yeah. that was funny. Yeah, but it was, I mean, it was ridiculous, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, so, I think that's that's pretty good for Laughlin, right? Like, had our traditional Thanksgiving meal, a lot of fun. We went to the buffet twice. Yeah, we had two buffet. And probably shouldn't have, but, you know, got to get a buffet. We went swimming. They have a really cool pool with yeah. a waterfall. They have the best Black Friday shopping. It's so, like, everybody's so polite. The most polite Black Friday shopping. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, oh, you really wanted to do video games. That's we right. We have to because you started that story. All right, well... We'll do... I'm just going to talk about that in video games. Yeah. Let's do it. Video games! Oh, yeah. So, Guacamelee, I got the scanner, the QR scanner. Oh, yeah, and it was the game. We got this game. We played it at Luke's retreat thing called Three Souls. And it is probably the best use... Of the Wii U hardware of, like, any of the other games on it. Or at least one of them. Um, because it's one of those... I mean, it's, it's one of those ones that people would call a tech demo in that it uses every part of it. You use the microphone. You use the camera. Um, one of the things... The reason I got the scanner is that there's a puzzle you uncover and it's got a little QR code in it. And then you scan it and it gives you a clue for the thing. Um, but it's just... It, it's mind-bending, some of the stuff that it does, you know, and things that you don't expect, like, it pulls you into the game in ways you wouldn't know, and it uses the tablet as, like, a separate window into the world, so you look on the tablet and see, like, hidden platforms, and you look at, and you have to look there in order to know where to jump on the invisible ones on the screen, things like that. It's just really, really, really well done, and, and time after time, the kids and I are like, whoa, this is awesome, so, I highly recommend it. it. It really is a shame. I love the Switch. Um, but I really feel like the Wii U got a bum rap. And, I mean, a lot of the, you know, they made some decisions as far as marketing and the game release or whatever that might have tanked it. But there's some great games. And some of the games that have come out on Switch or other systems have more functionality on the Wii U because mm. of, you know, the dual screen and stuff that it's able to do. So, I love it. But I love the Switch, too. Don't get me wrong. I'll love it when they put Netflix on it. Yeah, that's the other big video game news. They're taking away streaming from the Wii, the original Wii, at the end of January. That's our bedroom streaming system. Trying to find an alternative, because we can't get a Echo. Well, there's all kinds of like... Or a Fire Stick, because we have a, a regular TV. Yeah, and I just have a hard time, like forking over a bunch of money for something that just does TV when I could be doing it off of a video game system. Mm. 
for just a little more. Yeah, maybe we could get like a PlayStation or something for in there. Something different. I mean, not the original PlayStation, but I think like PlayStation 3, I know 4 does. That's a lot. Well, there's a lot of sales on that stuff. Maybe we'll have to go look at that. It's still, still in time for Cyber Monday, huh? What about an Xbox? I would do PlayStation first because there's a bunch of games on PlayStation. Especially, like, if you got PlayStation 4, there's that Spider-Man game. There's um, the one, the same, they, the guys that did Shadow of the Colossus and Eco did another one um, that I would play on there. There's a few. Well, look into that. So. And the new Kingdom Hearts is coming out on PlayStation 4. Oh. So. Kingdom Hearts 3. It's been that long since they did the second one. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of spinoffs and stuff. But it's the next, like, main one in the series. It's very exciting. All right. Well, I think that's it for video games. I've got a lot of other things on the list of video games that we've played, but... We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up for the show. I think it's time to let you guys go, and um, thank you guys for listening so much. We'll be back again to wrap up the thirty day sealed DVD challenge uh, next week, and tell y'all about Blue Christmas. Don't forget if you're in the Southern California area to come join us on Sunday, December second, and help support a really good cause. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here with me, Janelle. Always. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Aww. 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 So for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.